You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're musing, we're pondering, and we're reflecting, my friend. Mm-hmm. And we're re-recording. And we're re-recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. we actually, man, we, you know, sometimes this, sometimes it happens. We have a little technical difficulties here at the show, and uh, we got like five minutes into this, and we were really going, and then uh, Sir Ezra's memory card filled up. So we're redoing this. You yeah, know, but uh, I, I, it's okay. I hope forty-seven hours on this new memory card is plenty of room. We'll see. Well, yeah, here, yeah, here, here's hoping. So um, anyway, <laughs> Sir, Sir Ezra, what we were talking about is we had a, a couple announcements about, about you know about the show, kind of where we're yep. at, what we're doing, and then um, we were talking a little bit about Quaith. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's good because we we got all the kinks out of our out of the, our initial argument here, and so now we're I think we're we're both you know feeling good, feeling oh. confident, and this is going to be we're already we're already well into it. But so let's get the kind of show announcements yeah, yeah. Um, out of the way first. Yeah, for sure. So we're we're excited. I mean, this is something we wanted to kind of do a trial run here of uh, this is kind of an unsolved mystery with the show, right? We we said mm-hmm. that um, it's something that. Mm-hmm. We see it in season two, you know, and, and, and we wanted to talk about it. So this is kind of a, a musing where, you know, on Patreon, it's for our um, Sworn Swords and higher. Um, we just get on. We, we turn the mics on, Sir Matt, and we just sort of, uh, what are you thinking about? What is on your mind? You know, uh, where are you at in, in A Song of Ice and Fire and the rewatch and all that good stuff? So we wanted to give you a sampling of that. And it also really does tie into season eight. Um of the of the uh, show, so so that's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing this episode. Now tomorrow we have a pretty cool episode. Uh, it's called the Crips of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lord yeah, Lord Adam Parker sent us a huge theory. We I think we've talked about it just uh, once or twice. Where it's going to be something that we're going to be discussing a lot more on next week's Raven's Nest. Yeah. Um, but it's so long uh, and so big, which is awesome. But uh, we want to um just give people a chance to kind of listen to it, hear it out. And that way we can uh, kind of get, get it going as soon as we start that Raven's nest next week. So it is right. coming out. We have um, amusing. We have another, we have a, a second green dreams uh, for the, for those Patreon tiers. Uh, uh, normally it's one a month, but this month we're just going, we're going nuts. So we, yeah. we you get a, You get a, You get a second one. So well, uh, just a lot of things going coming right now with the podcast. So yeah, it, it's great. And one of the things we wanted to do, you know, with uh, the Crips of Winterfell episode, 
tomorrow we're going to present that as sir matt said talk about it in raven's nest but our second green dream episode this month is actually about the crypts of winterfell and Mm -hmm. it's just a different take on it um there are many different uh, thoughts and ideas and theories out there lord adam parker at, at the beginning of his raven talks about that um lots of different fan theories on what they believe is in the crypts of winterfell so definitely you know tune in for for that tomorrow and then when you're done listening to lord adam parker's theory head over to patreon and check out some of our thoughts and uh and, and other reddit users thoughts on the crypts of winterfell because it, it is a big topic yeah. and it's i mean you look at the season eight teaser trailer you know it's like I mean, that's they're in the grips of Winterfell, you know, I mean, that's that's what it was all mm-hmm. about. So, um, yeah, we're excited. We're, we're excited to discuss that with our bannerman next week and, and excited for you folks to hear some of those theories. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, one more quick update. We've updated a lot of the tiers on Patreon. So we've got new rewards in there. We've got an advertising situation looking for squires and so on. Lots of goodness. So if you haven't checked it out, patreon.com forward slash bend the knee. There's some good stuff there, friends. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So, but, uh, Sir Ezra, we were talking about Quaith, and uh, now that yeah. we're back to recording, we can, I'll let you kind of reintroduce <laughs> it here. Yeah. Um, it's really good, and, and I want to get that going. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, Quaith is, is a character that I've, I've thought a lot about. And I, you know, as we read more of the Duncan Egg series, and I started reading theories about Quaith. I really became kind of a believer in, in, in a couple of those mm-hmm. theories. And the reason I became such a believer is that when Quaith is described in the books, she has watering eyes, eyes that water. Mm-hmm. And I just, there's a lot of cool little references that, uh, that Gurm gives us, you know, as to maybe who she could be. So we're going to try to answer mm-hmm. the question, you know, who is Quaith and why is she so helpful to Daenerys? You know, mm-hmm. and it's in, in the book, she's very helpful to Danny. Um, but in the show, she's very helpful to Jorah Mormont. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of opposites. Mm-hmm. You, you, I was surprised that they uh, that they did it that way. Went that route. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it does actually kind of help. It shows we get a little bit more on Jorah and why, you know, that he's not going to betray Danny ever again. And why is it? Why is Quaith concerned about that? Why does she even care? You know, about mm-hmm. whether Jorah would betray her. And, and then you go a little further. And in the books, all she does is warn Danny about those who will will betray her or those that she needs to watch out for. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, some folks have gone darker with it and said, the you know, that she maybe just she's got Danny looking in all different directions to confuse her. But I don't think so. I think she's actually being very helpful. And there may be a reason as to why she is being so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I guess uh, should we talk a little bit about maybe who some of, of the the main theories? Not that we're going to get into all these people, but yeah. um, some of the people who we believe to be Quaith. I would say yeah. the biggest kind of Reddit, you know, um, forum per theory is that she is actually Shiera Sea Star, right? So that mm-hmm. um, was kind of Blood Raven's lady, although she never really wanted to marry him. Um, she that would put her, you know, she's a bastard of. Um, King Aegon the Fourth, the unworthy, yeah. uh, you know, and so that it, she was also known to dwell in magic because she hangs out with Blood Raven, um, as we see Melisandre, of course, in the show appears when she kind of takes her necklace off and reduces her glamour that she's also really old. So there's also the possibility, you know, that's 
a big a big Reddit theory that that's who that could be. And so if that were the case, Danny is also a Targaryen. The dragons are back. You yeah. know, um, that could definitely be something there. Yeah, it, it it absolutely could. I mean, she you know we know that uh, Shiera was interested in sorcery and things, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if you can go become a Shadowbinder or if you had to be born there and like born into it. Yeah, I I don't really know. We know that Melisandre and some of the Red Priesthood you know, are associated with, with shadow binding a little bit and come from Essos and even the far, what they call the far East, you know? So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that she could be related to Danny and want to see, you know, if, if blood Raven is work, we've talked about blood Raven and, and his life and the mission that he's been on. Why wouldn't his lover or someone who he loved mm-hmm. also share in this mission and be working on the other side of the world to try to help things. Maybe they there there's some common, you know, cause between those two that, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's a really compelling one. It's very interesting. Um, one thing here, uh, let's see. Oh, oh right. Oh. I mean, if, if, if yeah. blood Raven could have even sent her there, right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we don't share Caesar. We don't necessarily know what happens to her. Huh? No, no, we don't. And, and we don't know. I mean, my big question is, why is she so helpful to this particular person? You know, wh- mm-hmm. we asked that question with Illyrio, right? We ask, why is he helping the Targaryens so much? Is he a Blackfire? Is he a Targaryen? Did he marry one? You know, we ask those type of questions. So I think when you talk about uh, Quaith, you have to ask the question, why? Why help her? You know, is it just because she's bringing magic back and the Shadowbinders want that? You know, one of the mm-hmm. examples I, I gave here, and Sir Matt, I'll read this just real quick is the idea that um, one of the mages we see in A Clash of Kings is urging flames higher and higher and higher, and he actually climbs this ladder. So as the watchers craned their necks upward, the cut purses squirmed through the press. Um, using their small blades, they cut open um, you know, the, the, the purses of the patrons, and um, when the fiery ladder stood 40 feet high, the mage leapt forward and began to climb it, scrambling up hand over hand as quickly as a monkey. Each rung he touched, he touched, dissolved behind him, leaving no more than a wisp of silver smoke. When he reached the top, the ladder was gone, and so was he. Um, many people said it was a kind of a fine trick, but one person comes forward and speaks, is behind Danny and speaks to her and says, it's no trick. And Danny noticed that it's Quaith. And this is where you get the description she, that she had um, eyes wet and shiny behind the implacable red lacquered mask. Right. And so you get that mm-hmm. description of her with this red mask. So that's intriguing. Why can't we see who she is or see is she concealing her beauty? One of the things that people think about with Shiera is that she's so beautiful. She would conceal that because it would be a, a giveaway. You know, right. and also now right. she's a lot older, very, very, very old. But she would be anyways, unless she's using some magic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to kind of conceal her appearance, too. But her eyes are wet and shiny behind this mask. So. Um, and then she goes on to explain half a year gone. That man could scarcely wake fire from dragon glass. He had some small skill with powders and wildfire sufficient to entrance a crowd while he, while his cut purses did their work. He could walk across hot coals, make burning roses bloom in the air, but he could no more aspire to climb the fiery ladder than a common fisherman could hope to catch a kraken in his nets. So it's like, you know, magic is, is back. So if she's just a regular shadow binder working for, you know, and somehow like R'hllor is all in, in, involved in it, like like cool. Then that's maybe all it is, and they want to see right. magic continue to grow and and support Daenerys. But I just think it's more personal. 
than that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, right here. Uh, the first helping. Uh, later, Quaithe urges Danny to leave Karth as soon as possible, warning that if Daenerys lingers, she will not be permitted to leave the city at all. Daenerys notices that her wrist tingles, an effect of Quaithe's touch. When she asks for a clarification on this warning, Quaithe gives her a cryptic answer. This is the kind of big... Yeah. Uh, theory here to go north you must journey south to reach the west you must go east to go forward you must go back and touch the light you uh you must pass beneath the shadow that's uh clash of kings chapter 40 danny three right the second helping in astapor while sleeping on the ship uh balerian daenerys uh when she on the ship balerian uh daenerys awakens to find that a woman is uh, in her bedroom with her although she appears only as a faint shadow the figure repeats the warning about passing beneath the shadow, and Daenerys realizes that it is Quaithe. She then jumps out of Beth bed and opens the door, but there is no sign of Quaithe, and Daenerys dismisses this as a dream. That's right. from uh, chapter 27, Danny 3. The third helping. In the Great Pyramid of Marine, Danny has, Danny has a vision of Quaithe. She asks if this is a dream and states that she uh, had a previous dream of Quaithe while aboard uh, Balerion. Quaithe replies uh, that neither experience was a dream. Danny wonders how an intruder could get past her guards. Quaithe replies that she came another way and that the guards never saw her. Danny threatens to call out the guards um, who will kill the intruder. Quaithe replies that the guards will swear that she is not there. Danny picks up on the implication. She asks directly, uh, directly whether Quaithe is there, to which she replies, "No." Yeah. And so, to me, it's just like there's three situations where she's been extremely helpful and. This, this happens in the book, and we even see it's important enough that they put it in the show. You know, because a lot of times yes. you were just saying, like, Kinvara, right? Maybe being the mm-hmm. mixture. You, you talked about that, the, the mixture of, of Kinvara uh, with... with right. um Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we uh, we were... Ed Serzer and I were talking um, off the air, well, on yeah. the air before our episode cut out. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about, you know, um, we, th- we both kind of agree that uh, in the book book we will see quaith again but in the show probably not yeah so um you know we don't that kinvara is a character that i don't think will appear in the books but maybe kind of quaith like how you know john connington's really the one who gets grayscale but he was never introduced in the books they give it to jorah mormont because it makes sense so yeah um she could be maybe that character that would also give her kind of a tie to her lore which may you know explain a little bit more about um yeah, about, about Quaith. And, and, right. Yeah, Quaith, and, and yeah. So sometimes the show has done that, right? It's taken, like you said, several characters and kind of merged them uh, together. And, and yeah, I think, as you said, we're going to see Quaith maybe quite a bit more in the books but or, or figure out her story. It won't be necessarily an unsolved mystery. And to get us into the Season 8 stuff just a little bit, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about her being Shira C-Star. We'll come back to some of these other theories, too, the idea that she could be um, – Gosh, there's some crazy ones out there, man. That she is Danny from the future. That is one of the craziest yeah, ones. That's, that's a big one. Yeah, I've I, seen that one before. And that yeah, Danny herself has come back and is is warning because she's wearing that red well, I mean, mask. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, it could be Bran for all we know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? So someone's sending her back on a mission into the you know past to to set these events up. You know, um, yeah. There's there's also a theory that she's a Shara Dane. Because of the Starfall mm-hmm. reference, you know, she then saw that her mask is made of starlight. Uh, that was an interesting quote that came from the books. And, you know, Quaith often reminds Danny, she says, remember who you are, Daenerys. The stars whispered in a woman's voice, the dragons, no, do you. And so mm-hmm. she's always pushing her more like towards her destiny 
and just remembering who you are. So that's why we kind of believe that she is Shiera, you know, Sea Star. I think she, that that is who she could be. Um, but there's 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 even theories out there that she's that she's Joanna Lannister, and we have someone who mm-hmm. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but there's a whole theory out there on on how she could be. You know Joanna, and I just—it's such a bizarre, weird thing. But a lot right. of people kind of actually believe believe it, believe it, and it's so. So there's a couple possibilities, and again, this is just amusing on on who maybe she is and and why she's still. Be you know Rayla, Rayla Targaryen. Yeah, yeah, it could be, exactly. I I I'm in favor of it being a Targaryen or someone a Targaryen loyalist, you know, um, mm. who is helping Daenerys out, you know, and just happen to be in Karth at the right time and can maybe foresee things. Um, so yeah, I find that, I find that interesting, but now let's, let's talk real quickly just about like season eight and why I think, you know, she may actually show up or she may be referenced. And I think what we were kind of talking about before, um, this recording is just that her connection to Jorah, it's done so differently in the, in the, mm-hmm. um, in the show, she actually goes to him and, and, and tries to, you know, assess whether or not he's going to betray Danny again and right. really tries to almost like hold him to, you know, um, to, to his promise or to his word and to make sure that he can continues to look out for her. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if there comes a time where, where really he's going to be put to the test. The ultimate sacrifice is, could you lay your life down for that person? You know? Yeah. And he may have to. He may have to. And it wouldn't surprise me if Quaithe came back in one last, you know, season eight appearance, whether it's just, um, you know, her speaking or showing up, appearing through kind of like that glass candle situation. You know, it it could happen. I really think it could happen on the eve of battle. You know, people are being talked to. There's conversations that are happening. Things are being wrapped up. And it would be kind of maybe some fan service. And again, we don't know what Gurr is going to do with Quaith. And maybe the show writers don't either. And so that's why they're not able to tie it in. So I don't know if they'd have to take a liberty there in in, in doing that. And we don't even know if Jorah Mormont's going to die. I'm just kind of assuming that in my list of of those. Yeah, I think he's going to. Yeah, I kind of think a great way for him to go would be sacrificing himself for, you know, Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm 100% with you on that. So, you know, I, I, I guess that's sort of my, my thought is that that's how you could bring her back into season eight, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be disappointed to see her come back in that way because you know when that season two episode or that uh, when season two was over, I mean the Quaith theories were going crazy, you know, Alt Shift X and everyone was just, you know, uh, pouring over who she was, why is she so helpful, what is it that she's doing. Um, you know, in the um, in the series. And as you said earlier, Sir Matt, I think maybe it was a little, just a little bit of fan service. Let's bring in a mysterious character that we have no clue um, who she is or how she, how she's going to end up or what she, what her role really is. And and, 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 they, and they brought her in. So, you know, because we didn't get to any of the, you know, she, she gives Danny a, a great warning here where she says, the glass candles are burning. Soon comes the pale mare and after her, the others. Kraken and Dark Flame, Lion and Griffin, the Sun's Sun and the Mummer's Dragon. Trust none of them. So she tells, you know, Danny to not trust these people. And we said the show kind of just 
you know, skims right past all of that. There's a lot of people. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, some of the stuff that Danny could run into, like, uh, you know, like the Kraken, right? Like, she's not running into like any of the really the Greyjoys until you know way late, late, late. Right. So I don't think any of that stuff matters, right? You know, like Dragonbinder, all that stuff. That's not in the show. That's not in the show. Right. So Young Griff um, you is know, not there, right? So right, Young Griff isn't there. That's the you know the uh-huh. Mummer's Dragon, right? Yep. So when I look at the show and I look at what they did, I think they took a big chunk of what we're going to see in the book about Danny and her character growth. I think we've seen a lot of character growth from her in the show and in the book up to the point where she's at. But like that whole crossing the narrow sea and coming over to Westeros or just mm-hmm. wrapping up stuff in, in Marine and Astapor and so on. Um, I think that part they just sort of shortened up a little bit and, and they cut out. Yeah, some I'm of the, with you. Yeah. Some of that stuff that Quaith was, that was her role. That was her. She was guiding her. You know, through all of that to get her, you know, to the place where she could she could head back home. She could go to Westeros and, and take it back. Um, and here's another just this just again, as we talk about this, I'm thinking about more things, sir, Matt. You know, Blood Raven, who we've talked a lot about and the mm-hmm. Werewood Network, as you call it, and the, and the children and what they can see through the Werewood Network. It doesn't go as far south as we think. They really are limited in their sight. And what they can see, right? And unless you have like a green seer or someone who can see beyond or outside of, you know, it is not necessarily married to the werewoods, right? Um, you can see maybe a bit more. I almost wonder if it's the same coming from Essos across to Westeros in the south. Like, how far can the flames, you know, how far can you see in, in, in mm-hmm. into those flames? What is it that that you can or can't see? You know, something very interesting. I was doing a feast of. Um, Oh gosh, Feast of Dragons, <laughs> uh, reread, and I was listening. Um, well, actually, I was just looking up a brand chapter. I don't even know why I skipped way ahead. And when Bran enters the cave, um, they have a torch, the fire torch, right? And it's almost immediately extinguished when they walk in there, almost as if like, huh, that flame is not coming in here. And it's just a weird thing to think that like that wasn't welcome in that cave or that present or, or, or in, in the present presence of the children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just, just thought that was kind of cool because, you know, Melisandre sees, sees, um, oh gosh, uh, the three eyed crow and, and Bran as, as maybe agents of the great other, you know, or those that are working mm-hmm. against him. But yeah, anyways, to get back to Quaith though, um, I believe she's a, a, a you know, She's, I think she is going to be in season eight. So my bold prediction is that she's going to be in some way referenced or that there's going to be a connection to her and Jorah, you know, or that Jorah would even, even if he just said in dying, you know, to someone else that like his last words, you know, she, she told me I'd have to, you know, sacrifice myself for you or something or that this day would come or something. You know what I mean? Like if Quaith was somehow giving him some direction uh, to protect Danny and then that just makes her mystery even that much more, you know. So yeah, yeah. So do you do you think we'll see Quaith again in, in season in the show? Yeah, yeah, I really do. I think we'll just see her. Yeah. either briefly. I would just love to see her. I know it's fan service, but I would love to see her come back because there was such a uh, people got such a rush from that, and and book readers were so entranced with with her presence, and it just made people go back. And also the connection that it that it brought in with. Um, Oh, like like a world of ice and fire, and and you know, blood raven and Shira, and uh, uh, what is it? Um, the Hedge Knight Tales, right? So Duncan Egg series. I thought that was such a cool connection, and it was just a neat little nod to to readers. 
So I would love to see them bring her back in, in some small, small, small way. You know, I don't think she's going to play any huge role. She hasn't before. As you said, she's only been in, what, two episodes? Three, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or something? Two, yeah. Yeah. So it would just be kind of neat. Or even even if it's one last, you know, warning or helping, maybe there in the end, like some big twist could happen where she comes and warns Danny one more time. Or maybe something that she has said comes true here in the end. You know? Yeah, I think I think something she what she something she said could be referenced, um, especially in the show. I think I think you could have maybe like Melisandre telling somebody about like a prophecy or a vision or something, and then Danny being like, you know, because a lot of people there's still a lot of prophecies have been said in the show, right? Like yeah, Valencar has been said in the show, right? Right. Like, right. Uh, Danny, you know, Danny's, uh, you know, Danny's had prophecies about her, Stannis, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, Melisandre. So. Danny could maybe just be like, I don't believe in prophecies or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of neat that for, for sure. Yeah. You know, another thing that I thought would be interesting is like, we didn't see Melisandre in the trailer, correct? We didn't see her in the most recent. Yeah. Nope. Nope. In, yeah. In season eight. I just think of the people that would be cool to see them, you know, stand off against each other. And it's like, gosh, if Quaith could just speak truth or something to Melisandre in some way, like it just would be, very interesting to see her show back up and, and see who she would talk to and what she mm-hmm. would say. I don't actually, I mean, I do, I, w- I kind of more so want to see her in season eight. And I don't know that, you know, it's more of a want versus I think she's actually going to be there, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I yeah. think the odds of her being there are very slim, but it was just sort of, it's it's one of those, like we said at the beginning, it's an unsolved mystery. Why bring her up? And then, then she's never mentioned again. And it probably just is that they don't know what her, purposes and maybe they don't know who she is i don't think Gur gave every detail away you know and yeah. he's, he's really saving, no, I'm with you yeah yeah he's really saving a lot for the for the book so that's one of those things i, I hold on to quaith as some as, as like we saw the hodor reveal and so i hold on to quaith as as possibly a big reveal in the book series that we might get after season eight is done and over you know mm-hmm. so i think i think for readers and people who are real you know deep and sweaty um, Song of Ice and Fire fans, there's a lot to still hold on to, and a lot of unexplained things that that we can look for in wins and 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 future in the in the in the final book too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, man. I, sorry, dude. I just you know I kind of I mean, Quaith is just. Hey, man, I love no, it. It's, it's like yeah, I'm with you. There's there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of uh, intrigue, and it just comes down to you know what are we going to see? What are they going to have time for in the show? Because you know even stuff the show doesn't do and once the show's over then we can go back and watch it like 18 times yeah. and analyze everything while we <laughs> wait 18 more years for winds of winter to come out that's right you that's know? right but uh yeah so that's it's yeah. what it's 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 we're just just a little amusing yeah just amusing I mean, because like like the things we could have gone into and, and some folks if you want this let me know we can go into it later at um actually on patreon mm-hmm. is like you know who is like what represents the pale mare the kraken dark flame um, Lion, right. Griffin, the Sun's Son. I have all of that stuff, you know, thoughts and theories on on who those different people and individuals are in the books. And I think it is really cool to kind of see how Danny's going to navigate all of that. But once she gets to Westeros, because we're already there in the show. That's why I said a couple years ago, like when I or um, yeah, which season is it where she shows up? Seven or six? She's on her way. Uh, S- uh, yeah, six. She gets there because. Um, right at her the end. kind of her yeah right about the end because her kind of war is is going yeah, on yeah and, and and I guess so because the ships from Karth show up at one point too you know like they're they're kind of 
hedged in. I remember her dragons attack everybody and kind of go mm-hmm. burn yep. them out there in the harbor. I think that was the part that they sped through, and, and so I feel like the book's going to be a lot more heavy in that area, but the show felt like, hey, we can skip all of that and just get her to Westeros, and that cuts out a lot of Quaith. And maybe that's why she's not a big player. So if you ever want more than, uh, more on Quaith or you guys would like to discuss it more, um, hit me up on on uh, Patreon there, and we can we can definitely you know flush it out a little bit more. And I'd love to hear other people's thoughts. I mean, will we see her in in episode, in, uh, in season eight? Uh, yes or no? You know, just leave a comment down below. Um, I think a lot of people are going to say no. I think that's the, that's the that's the obvious. But really, I guess who's your guilty pleasure? This is the, kind of a guilty pleasure for Sir Ezra. I want to see Quaith again. Um, you know, just just like I want to see uh, Beric Dondarrion live to the end and, and be Azor high, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, as everyone reminds me daily on the Facebook page. Yeah. I appreciate that, by the way, folks. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that. It's just a quick musing. We wanted to give you a tasting of that. And then uh, there's more of those over on Patreon where we just, you know, I think I think uh, just a rundown of topics, if I can, Sir Matt. Um, something we talked about recently on Patreon was... Uh, the Winds of Winter chapters that have been released. So if you're into that, yeah. I, I just started reading those, and wow, there's some stuff there with the Winged Knights. Um, I've got a musing on Young Griff's Kingsguard and who may be in his Kingsguard. Um, I've got future episodes coming up just on the uh, Quill and Tankard, which I think is, I think actually you and I might be doing that one next, just talking about Jack and Hagar and, and really what yeah. he's doing at the Citadel because that actually still could come into play. Um, well, not really, I guess, in the show, but it's... it's <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't... I, well, could Jack and come back in the show? I don't know. Like, like in, not maybe not at the yes. Citadel, but in... Oh, di- absolutely. In a different way, you know? I mean, maybe yeah. you could. So so those are the things we, we kind of discussed there, friends. So, Yeah. All right. So, all, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, guys. So, yeah, just just some more musing. We have a lot more of these coming. You know, it's only we're only weeks away from less than a month, man. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. Can't wait. It's crazy to think about. But yeah. So less than a month. Uh, maybe we'll get another trailer at some point soon. I, I we'll see about that. But right. uh, we just want to hey, want to thank you guys as always for listening and remind you that winter is here.